Hey there, it's Nathan. Real quick before we start this episode, I wanted to invite you to take our 2024 listener survey. We just want to better understand how you are listening to our podcast, how you're consuming our content, and probably most importantly, if there's anything we're missing. What would be more helpful to you as a leader, as someone in charge of other people, or someone who is just interested in the field and topics of leadership and strengths? Should we maybe interview other leaders? Should we talk more specifically about a certain topic related related to those things, related to leadership, related to teamwork, any of those things, we want to hear from you. So take just a couple minutes. There's a link in the description, or you can go to leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash 2024 dash survey and give us your thoughts. All right, now on to the episode. It's more than just an educational time when a person is sitting in a classroom listening and learning about the behaviors of strengths. There's a practicum that every participant goes through where they are having one-to-one conversations with 10 to 12 to 15 different individuals, and they're developing an expertise of listening to the behaviors of strengths. So when a person completes the training, they now have the expertise, the confidence necessary to be able to have conversations with individuals, to be able to listen to the behaviors of strengths that are presenting themselves and to help an individual understand just how strong or just how present some of their strengths are, usually beyond what they themselves actually know. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the podcast, we're going to be talking all about our strengths communicator training. Now, this episode originally aired in October of 2017, but we're putting it out again because, well, we have another training cohort coming up. It starts in January of 2019, and if you want to learn more about that, well, just keep listening, or you can click the link in the show notes and go to our information page. Now, in this episode of the podcast, you'll get to learn not only about our Strengths Communicator training, but also some of the insights that we've gained from the hundreds of participants we've worked with over the past several years. In this episode, I talk with our president, Brian Schubring, to unpack not only our methodology for teaching others about what we do, but also some of the more common elements and huge universal takeaways that we've gained. Even if you can't make the trek to Minneapolis for one of our upcoming trainings, I think there are insights in this show that are applicable to anyone, anywhere with an interest in getting the best out of themselves and those on their team. So keep listening and click that link in the show notes for more information about our next training. So what is Strengths Communicator Training? If you read our website, you'll see that it says Strengths Communicator Training is for individuals who want to enhance their skills to help others understand the unique behaviors of strength. But what does this actually mean? It's kind of a cool marketing line, but how do we really enhance someone's skills when it comes to strengths? And who are the individuals that would benefit most from this enhancing of skills? Well, first, let's talk about who this training is designed for. 
We believe that anyone interested in understanding how their strengths interact and behave at a deeper level could benefit from this. But there are two groups we have specifically designed this for. First, this training is for someone representing an organization already utilizing strengths who wants maybe an in-depth training to maximize their organization's understanding and application of strengths. Or it's for other coaches or consultants who are looking to sharpen or enhance the work that they are already doing with strengths. And again, if you want to invest in your own personal or professional development through deepening your understanding and awareness of your StrengthsFinder profile, well, this is for you too. I also think it's helpful to understand why we began offering this training. For years, we sought a way to help organizations develop internal advocates to keep the strengths movement alive once we were gone. If we really wanted the philosophy of strengths we were teaching to take root, it had to come from within. Now, here's Brian describing the process in more detail. So what our training is doing is it's setting aside some specific time to invest in people that an organization has chosen. And the organization has said, these are the individuals that have the relational and intellectual capacities. They may have the professional skill set necessary to sustain an integration and a reliance on strengths that happens over a period of time. That's the kind of commitment that it takes for a culture to truly begin to shape their organization in a strengths-based way. It's a way that an organization can rely on the external expertise that Leadership Vision provides to invest in the training and the development of internal advocates that will be able to keep the strengths movement alive. We have found that when an organization commits to a strengths-based philosophy, they will also need to commit to the development of internal advocates to carry on the work. Our hope is to create an innovative way for organizations to integrate a strengths-based philosophy enterprise-wide. That may begin with a specific team or a series of individuals interested in championing this initiative. It's a long-term investment in the people and culture of the organization. We have had many organizations that have invested in this type of work, and they have seen transformation occur through a couple of key elements. One, they identify the common language of strengths as a tool that they're going to use to help people understand who they are. Second, they create shared experiences for teams to talk about strengths, to discuss strengths, and to get to understand how it is that they can actually implement strengths as a practice for team development, decision-making, and how they think things through. And we also know that the organization needs to support that. So something within the culture has to provide the support necessary for teams to be able to focus on their people in a way that they really haven't done before. Those internal advocates we train aren't just learning tips and tricks for getting people to talk about their strengths. They won't necessarily be able to recite all 34 textbook definitions of the themes of strength, although with practice that's sort of inevitable. We're creating an awareness of the behaviors of strengths, not an awareness of the definition of what the themes of strengths are. Strengths communicator training is providing one basic thing, and that is to provide a behavior-based approach to hearing, listening, and understanding strengths. So what we're not doing is we are not asking people to be able to recite or to interpret strengths in a definitional way. When a person is generatively applying their strengths, meaning when a person's strength is bringing life to others and life to oneself, that the expression of that strength 
is an expression of the talents, of the behaviors of that particular strength. So, for example, you don't see the strength of ideation. You actually see, experience, and feel the talents or the behaviors of ideation. And what Strengths Communicator is doing is helping participants understand that there are a collection of behaviors that represent every one of the themes of strength. And we are beginning to introduce to these participants that, hey, there is a way that you actually can hear it, that you can actually observe these behaviors. And oftentimes, you already are. You just haven't made the categorization of these behaviors are part of this strength. Most often, our training is broken up into two two-day education sessions. In between those days are four to eight weeks for participants to conduct 10 to 12 one-to-one strengths conversations. Now, these conversations can be with family members, friends, acquaintances, colleagues, it really doesn't matter. The idea is to begin developing a style of communicating a deeper understanding of an individual's top five themes of strength, and also help identify dominant strengths pairings, you know, strengths working together. Individuals will also possess the skills to facilitate conversations around strengths-based applications in a personal or professional context. But it's more than that. It's more than just an educational time when a person is sitting in a classroom listening and learning about the behaviors of strengths. There's a practicum that every participant goes through where they are having one-to-one conversations with 10 to 12 to 15 different individuals, and they're developing an expertise of listening to the behaviors of strengths. So when a person completes the training, they now have the expertise, the confidence necessary to be able to have conversations with individuals, to be able to listen to the behaviors of strengths that are presenting themselves and to help an individual understand just how strong or just how present some of their strengths are, usually beyond what they themselves actually know. A strengths communicator can also help people understand maybe how that strength is being perceived or how those behaviors of the strength are being received among others and also how they can be misinterpreted. A strengths communicator will also be able to help people understand how their strengths pair together because one of the fundamental principles of strengths finder is that no strength works alone you never hear just one strength at play you're always hearing one two or maybe even three strengths working together a strengths communicator will have a skill set and they'll have a a a practice expertise in being able to not only identify what behaviors of strength they're hearing but also how those behaviors of strengths are pairing with a completely separate strength and they'll begin to hear those pairings The discipline of listening to the behaviors of the strengths is incredibly important, and you're going to hear us repeat this over and over again. By the third or fourth conversation, participants can already begin to identify how strengths are working together. We're not only preparing them to listen for behaviors, but how those behaviors work and influence one another, both in the individuals and across teams. Leadership Vision hosts two to four strengths communicator trainings each year. And as of this recording, we just completed one with a group of 15 people. Each training cohort is a little different, and we're constantly learning from participants. Often, we get to be present and witness firsthand when the light bulb finally goes off for someone, and a new revelation about strengths working together just kind of clicks for them. Sometimes, they are then able to communicate an old idea, one that we've heard a thousand times, but in a way that adds greater depth of meaning for everyone. 
Now, I asked Brian to reflect on some of the light bulb moments that stood out to him after completing this cohort. The first thing he mentioned was this idea that strengths are not strengths from the beginning, and why that is something very important to know. When a person takes StrengthsFinder and they receive their results through their email, they are receiving their themes of strength, and they're not necessarily receiving their strengths. Now, of course, the word strengths is really popular, but we also understand that a strength is a strength when it's generative, and that's what we're trying to emphasize, meaning a StrengthsFinder theme becomes a strength when a theme can present, represent, and cultivate life within one person and life within somebody else. We had one woman who was talking about this, and she said, oftentimes people can allow their strengths to misbehave. And I love that word, misbehave. Misbehave and still call it a strength. They kind of hide behind it and say, well, that's just my strength of whatever, acting. And she was just calling it out saying, well, that's a theme that's misbehaving. It's not a strength. The second thing that stood out to him, and is always a highlight, was how people responded to the theme print activity. If you don't know what this is, our theme print activity is a resource that Leadership Vision has created to help visually represent talents at work. It helps you in pulling apart what's happening behind the scenes of a theme. We have created a visual representation of really how a strength is put together, meaning we've pulled apart some of the definitions and identified what the unique behaviors and talents of strengths are, and we've created a visual representation that's basically saying, does this talent actually come to life when you're engaging this strength? And this little exercise is one way that we kind of pull apart the thematic definition of strength and begin to identify how complex it really is. So when this participant said the pulling it apart, he really meant pulling apart each of the individual behaviors and asking the specific question, does this talent, does this behavior of strength come to life when this strength is generative? That's always an eye-opening Um, moment with the group when they see us get into what the theme print is. And then what happens is the strengths communicators then subsequently use those theme prints as a way to begin their conversations with those that they're going to be having the one-to-one conversations with during their practicum. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. Rank order versus functional order is another big light bulb moment that almost always occurs during any client engagement. If you don't know what those two things are, here's Brian explaining the different nuances of it. It's important to understand that there is a rank order that there is a capacity um, indicator to each one of our strengths. Um, But what is often misunderstood is that your number one strength that you receive in its rank order is the number one strength you use all the time. And that is a big distinction for us because we don't believe that. What we believe in is that there is a functional order of strength, that there is a way 
that you have a preference in using your strengths. The usage of strengths are preferential. You prefer to use some strengths dominantly in one context. There could be another context where a couple of other strengths are your preferred go-to strengths. So what we are trying to focus on is which strengths do you prefer to use most of the time? And that may be like realistically strength number three and five or strength number two and three. But for us, that's the most important thing to understand is how you prefer to use your strengths in what order and what are the two most dominant strengths you have in any context. Another takeaway from this point and what we stress constantly with strengths communicators is that context is key and plays an incredibly shaping role in the development of our strengths. Meaning, you may have a present context that maybe doesn't value certain strengths of yours and so your functional order within that context may be different than the functional order of your strengths in a relational context and we do want to draw that distinction strengths move strengths are shaped strengths develop over time it's not something that's like etched in stone and it doesn't change at all there's a dynamic to strengths and one of the fundamental principles that strengths communicators are learning is that strengths are dynamic the order of strengths isn't set and isn't an indicator of how strengths are used we may choose to always use two strengths regardless of context. I've seen that happen over and over and over again through the one-to-one conversations that I've had. I've often seen people who have a great dexterity in how they put their strengths combinations together because they're so context aware or culturally sensitive. And we are asking people to give room for that, to not provide some judgment by saying, well, that's your number one strength. Why don't you use it more? I've heard that a lot. Or that's my number five strength. So I don't really rely on that very much. I want people to be able to, to step back and, and look at their strengths in a much more dynamic way as a way perhaps of, of seeing that they have several colors on, on this palette and they can mix those colors up in whatever way they want. And that strengths do not come back to us in like this puzzle piece mentality where they lock together in a certain way. I just think that that's so restrictive and wasn't really the intention of strengths when it was first released. This is why it's important for you to understand the values of your context. Brian talked about how some of the connections that cohort members made on their own spoke volumes to how they will see the shaping influence strengths can have down the road. One of the connections that the participants made in this last Strengths Communicator cohort was how important it was to know the values of their context because their culture has specific values to it, ways that they do what they do, norms and how they make decisions, expectations and how they show up in ways that they relate. And they immediately made the connections themselves of why certain people with a certain composition of strengths were perceived as having more value or more influence in the culture than others. And so there was this conversation that we had around, you know, why a culture would maybe like solicit that kind of person or allow that person to have greater liberties, whereas other people with different strengths may not be valued because they don't look or sound like the valuative norms of the culture. That doesn't mean that the individual 
isn't valued as a person. It just meant that their voice may not have had the same opportunities for expression and their influence may not have had the same opportunities to shape decision-making because values of a culture can positively or negatively shape the way a person shows up. And it definitely affects their self-esteem. And it's healthy to be aware of that, Um, not to necessarily accept it, but to point it out and to maybe allow ourselves to look at how this negative interpretation of a strength can be kind of checked and then introduce how a negative perception of a strength can actually be a positive to the organizational culture. A strengths communicator, one of their primary responsibilities is to be able to have a conversation with someone to understand the functional order and the pairings of strengths and then to be able to defend and protect that individual within the organizational culture that they exist. Now, now what does it mean to defend and protect that person? What that means is to correct misinterpretations, uh, to be able to explain what a person actually means, to be able to identify the generative ways that that strength shows up. So strengths communicator training is a way that you create internal advocates to come alongside those who have been misinterpreted, misunderstood, or even devalued, if I could say, and it creates someone And it creates for someone an opportunity to have a professional compassion towards someone and also to be able to instill within them maybe a new vision or a new understanding of how they add value and even a sense of courage to speak up in times when they realize that their voice is being suppressed. And at that moment, maybe there's where they need to step up and and have an influential tone to their voice because that's what's needed at that time within that culture. Another light bulb moment, or perhaps just a common misconception about what this training offers, is that it isn't simply a bunch of tools and tips for people to better explain StrengthsFinder themes, or that it's about us teaching lessons on how to talk at someone for a big chunk of time, and that through all that talking, somehow the individual will have a better understanding of their strengths profile. That's not what we do. And in fact, we focus on the 80% of the time you are listening to the individual tell their story of strengths as you are sitting across from them during a one-to-one conversation. Here's Brian explaining why. For as my mentor said, what better person to explain to you strengths than the person that actually has the strength? And so we introduce that principle to our strengths communicators. Ask some leading questions. Follow the narrative of the person that you are having the conversation with and spend 80% of your time listening. For it is within the context of a person's narrative, for it's within the subject and the, the actors and the members of the story. These are the places and the people that we're going to hear about and we're going to hear that person's behaviors of strengths come alive within their own story. Okay, so then what about that remaining 20%? 20% is in the time that they spend at the end of the conversation, maybe asking some clarifying questions, maybe highlighting some of the statements or stories that were told that truly enhanced or, or shown brightly the strengths that were being talked about. Another way is that a strength communicator can use this 20% time is to begin to identify what strengths they heard working together. They may be able to say that they didn't really hear much about a certain strength and maybe ask some more leading questions about that one strength. But that 20% time, that's the talk time that the strengths communicator is actually having in being able to reaffirm 
that the strengths are present to be able to answer any of the person's questions and also then to speak into them about the beauty and the brilliance of their unique strengths. Our Strengths Communicator training contains a lot of information, that's true, but we're not trying to simply immerse you in this amazing depth of knowledge. Rather, our goal is to pull it apart bit by bit and empower participants with a framework of understanding. So for example, developer. What does developer look like? What does it sound like? And what does the strength of developer actually mean? We want to provide a guiding framework that a person can be thinking or a strengths communicator can be thinking. This this individual I'm talking to has the strength of developer. That means I should be hearing these types of behaviors. It's more open-ended than people actually think. So the framework that we're providing is a definitional an experiential way of understanding how that strength might show up and then allowing the strengths communicator to rely on their senses to be able to identify the behaviors that then fit into that particular strength. Most of us have a keen awareness of the behaviors that we're seeing in people. And what we are trying to do is ask a strengths communicator to, number one, focus on five specific strengths And then number two, to be able to hear the talents and behaviors of strengths and then connect them or identify them with one of those five strengths. We are trying to educate our strengths communicators on a way of thinking and most importantly, a way of perceiving and a way of listening. If you'd like more information about our upcoming Strengths Communicator training, or our course, or any other trainings, or just want to ask us a question about strengths, drop us a line. We're happy to help in any way we can. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.